Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Hospitals in the Bay Area are under a lot of pressure right now with the spread of the coronavirus. But at one hospital in particular, medical staff and people living nearby aren't just thinking about how it might keep up with COVID-19, but whether it can stay open at all. If we ever lost this hospital, everyone is in agreement this would become a medical desert. Seton Medical Center is the largest employer in Daly City. It serves mostly immigrant and low-income patients. And the company that owns it right now is bankrupt. Which means that without a long-term solution, the hospital will close. Today, why Seton's closure is a matter of life and death for some of the most vulnerable people. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, in for Devin Karayama. Welcome to The Bay. The Seton Medical Center is located in Daly City. A lot of people can spot it from the 280. Ida Mojadad is a reporter for the San Francisco Examiner. It's named the Our Lady of 280 by some people. Um, it's uh, got this interesting structure where it's kind of like these little boxes stacked on each other. Um, it's on the hill next to the mall, the ceremony mall that a lot of people go to from all over. And um, it's been there for a long time. It was run by this group called the Daughters of Charity. So it has this history of being a nonprofit hospital and um, serving people in um, northern San Mateo County and southern San Francisco. Tell me a little bit about who the hospital serves, like who goes there? By the hospital's numbers in 2018, it shows that 80% of their patients use Medi-Cal and Medicaid. So people who are reliant on the government to, to get health care, um, not through their work, not through private insurance, you know, they're, they're either very low income or they're retired. Um, it's also mostly Asian in the area too. And um, it's known as a safety net hospital. People rely on this hospital is pretty crucial to uh, for people who either they have a heart attack or a stroke or they just need to get a regular checkup to make sure that their health is on track. Um, there's not a whole lot um, of facilities like it around there, and uh, you know a lot of people really need that proximity to be close to them, especially when they're not able to get around as easily. And um, you know a really big a really big worry in in all this has been where do we go if this hospital closes. This isn't the first time Seton has been in financial trouble. There are a lot of reasons why this private, nonprofit hospital doesn't have a ton of money. In 2015, Daughters of Charity, which ran the hospital, was bought by an investment firm based in New York and became Verity Health Systems. And when Verity first came in, they said they would finally turn things around. 
They made all these promises, like boosting up their cancer unit and um, our oncology unit and and stuff like that. Um, you know, basically they promised like we can not only like let you survive, but we can help you thrive. And that fell <laughs> that that just fell through so fast. <laughs> They have a lot of operating losses. Uh, at the time, they owned six hospitals, and it was estimated they lost like $450,000 a month between all of the facilities. So the, the operating losses were really high. And for hospitals like Seton, a lot of that is due to the fact that most people rely on Medi-Cal and Medicaid. The facilities that take in those patients, they have to get reimbursements from the federal and the state government and the county. Those are harder and harder to come by to get in a timely matter, too. Um, a lot of that is due to the federal instability around Obamacare now, actually. So, you know, having this, like, unstable funding mechanism, essentially, to support a hospital that has so many patients who rely on government funding, even though it's run by a private company. So the, the point is, kind of, that when you have a, a hospital where most of the patients you're treating rely on federal help, it's not like you're going to be making a profit. Exactly. That, that's kind of the underlying issue that this is not a profit, a for-profit hospital. And that's been a running, a running uh, criticism of the healthcare system that uh, in recent years that it shouldn't be for-profit. But there is a real problem with making sure that the not-for-profit healthcare facilities are able to have a stable footing uh, when they're getting such mixed signals from administration to administration um, about the investment that they're going to make in healthcare. In August of 2018, despite all the big promises they made to Seton Medical, Verity Health Systems declared bankruptcy. So in order to save the hospital, Verity started negotiating in bankruptcy court with a for-profit hospital operator called KPC Group. Things seemed to be stable for a while because they had this one buyer. They were going through the bankruptcy court through it for much of 2019. And then December rolled around and they, the buyer did not meet the sale deadline. And that's when um, things started to really look dire for them. The company that had been so long assured to take over no longer agreed to take over through the court. And uh, that kind of set off a, a panic. Um, and sure enough, not long later, in January, Verity closed one of their other hospitals, St. Vincent Medical Center in Los Angeles, quite suddenly. And uh, they were also, uh, that, was, that was also a hospital with um, high operating losses. And the people at Seton felt like they were next um, pretty soon after that. Well, I'm curious what you have been hearing from the community about the potential closure. A lot of nurses I've talked to, they've spent decades working there, the doctors as well. They're very, very committed to the hospital. They not only work there, but they, they live nearby, if not in Daly City themselves. Their families go there. A longtime nurse named Helen. Helen Rakipiso. She told me about how her family, her friends, her cousins, they all go there. It's all our family. I have my sister, my cousins, and every one of my family members are relying on this hospital. Not only does she not know what, what would happen with her job, but she doesn't know where her family and friends are going to go to get the care that they need. They are worried. They are so worried that we lose this hospital and we depend on this hospital. 
you know, there's story after story about people who had a heart attack or had a stroke, and they they know that they they made it, they were in good care, uh, they made it in time to the place that they needed to be. And if a place like Seton isn't in that location that it's at, or Seton Coastside in Moss Beach, which is between Pacifica and Half Moon Bay, it's even farther out of reach from emergency services. My name is Frank Ayala. Uh, my wife is at Seton Medical Center. She had a stroke and she's getting better, thanks to God and to the excellent care that she gets at Seton. Just imagine somebody having a stroke in Daly City. By the time she gets to San Mateo Hospital, she will be dead. Even adding, you know, another 20 minutes could be life or death or your ability to recover and, and you know, um, be able to participate in life in the full way that you could before. Is there a central disagreement or sticking point that's preventing the hospital from staying open? Money. It's pretty much just money. You know, buyers want to buy cheaper and sellers want to sell for as much as they can, especially when this company, when Verity, has been losing so much money for such a long time. All of this was going on before the new coronavirus started to really affect all of our lives in the Bay Area. And Ida says that was actually a game changer for this hospital. The news of Verity potentially closing it this past week came as coronavirus cases exploded in the Bay Area. And no one's really inclined to close a hospital right now. Um, You know, there's calls for more (laughs) medical care, not less. The powers that be that uh, would approve the the closure, the bankruptcy judge, don't uh, think they're so inclined to grant that closure precisely because of coronavirus. And, you know, there's 357 beds at this hospital. Like, they might very well need those beds. On Tuesday, the San Mateo County Board of Supervisors met to decide whether to provide some financial relief for Seton Medical Center. Just a reminder that if you want to speak to the board, there are speaker cards in the back. They're bright yellow, I think they are. And uh, you need to fill one of those out. And give us- Good afternoon. Um, thank you for hearing me again today. Uh, when I last spoke to you, I spoke to you as a board member of Seton Medical Center. Uh, today I speak to you as a physician and as a resident of San Mateo County. Uh, when every hospital in the area is considering how to ramp up for this inevitable surge of patients, unfortunately we're here today talking about possibly closing one down and taking hundreds of doctors, nurses, and allied health professionals off the line when we potentially could need them the most. It makes no sense. All right, we have a motion. We have a motion and a second. I'm going to call for the vote. All those in favor, say aye. 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 After hearing from community members, the board approved $20 million to help keep it open. But it doesn't solve the hospital's biggest problem, finding a buyer who will keep it open long term. Supervisor Pine? No. Supervisor Groom? Yes, reluctantly. Supervisor Horsley? Yes. Supervisor Canepa? Yes. President Slocum? Yes. What do you think the potential closure of this hospital represents uh, within the larger context of San Mateo County and changes in the county? A lot of the investment in healthcare has been concentrated in southern San Mateo County, which is where a lot of the wealth has been coming in as Silicon Valley has has developed. And, um, you know, that's where newcomers 
are are putting in roots. These people in northern San Mateo County have been here for decades. Um, that's part of why there's an aging population. But you know that the longstanding residents here feel like they're being left behind. My name is Veronica Strada. I'm a registered nurse for 11 years, total of 19 at Seton Medical Center. Seton is needed and very vital to this community compared to beautification, parks, parking lots, you know, hospital is needed and vital to this, the poorest and forgotten part of San Mateo County. And this is not the time to blame, but to have actions to save Seton Medical Center there's just this growing divide between Southern San Mateo County, Silicon Valley, and Northern San Mateo County, uh, which is cushioned right between San Francisco, where money's also flowing in, and Southern San Mateo County. So exactly what's at stake here is the proximity that people have to getting the healthcare they need, whether in preventative care or an emergency, and uh, particularly for an aging immigrant-heavy area, filled with long-standing residents versus um, other areas of the county that are um, far more affluent and filled with newcomers that they feel like the newcomers are being prioritized. It's still unclear whether the county's decision to contribute $20 million to keep the hospital open will help seal the deal. Talks are ongoing with a potential buyer. Meanwhile, the coronavirus has already hit Seton Medical Center. One of its patients last week tested positive for COVID-19. Ida Mojadad is a reporter for the San Francisco Examiner. Check out the links in our episode notes to read more of Ida's reporting on Seton Medical Center. The Bay was produced by Marisol Medina-Cadena and Alan Montesilio. We also get help from Kiana Mogadam. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Wednesday. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit Donate dot kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.